Christocentric station. Safe and family-friendly radio with music to uplift your spirit. Hi, my name is Uncle Chris, and you're listening to Christocentric Kids. Catch them young for Jesus. One, two, one, two. Hi, everybody. How are you doing? What a joy to know you are tuning in. This is Christocentric Kids right here on the Christocentric station. Welcome to Christocentric Kids. Say, cut them young for Jesus. I've got the joy, 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 joy down in my heart. Down in my heart. Down in my heart. I've got the joy, 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 joy down in my heart. I've got the peace that passes understanding down in my heart. Where? Down in my heart. Where? Down in my heart. I've got the peace that passes understanding down in my heart. Where? Down in my heart to say, and I'm so happy, so very happy. I've got the love of Jesus in my heart, down in my heart, and I'm so happy, so very happy. I've got the love of Jesus in my heart. I've got the wonderful love of my blessed Redeemer way down.
Of Christocentric Kids. Catch them young for Jesus. Get ready for Auntie F4. Get ready for Auntie Mabel. And of course, get ready for the Fosin Sisters. We've got so much for you today. Believe us, you will be blessed. And so, tell somebody to tell somebody to tell somebody to tell somebody to tune in to Christocentric Station. Let's go! This is Christocentric Kids right here on the Christocentric Station. Cut them young for Jesus! Hallelujah, 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 praise ye the Lord. Hallelujah, 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 praise ye the Lord. Praise ye. Great, I'm gonna introduce myself. My name is Felix and welcome to Kids Church! (laughs) 
guys, you know what makes me real, real happy? It's worship, and we get to do this right now. So get up on your feet and let's worship God. Nothing in this world comes close I was driving, I'll give you control This is love, great love Hit the bottom, but your grace came through Found me broken, made me new All the praise, I gave it all to you This is love, great love This is love the greatest thing I've ever known This is love I just can't get enough I just can't get enough When you
So this week, guys, we are talking about why Jesus is our friend. And we have an important Bible verse that you should read, which is John 15, verse 15. And it goes a little something like this. I don't call you servants now. A servant does not know what his master is doing. But now I call you friends because I've made known to you everything I heard from my father. So why is Jesus our friend? Jesus is such a great friend to us because he sacrificed his life. But guess what? He's a king as well. So when you have a king as your friend, it means you can go everywhere and anywhere. So Jesus is in your heart and he has given you power and dominion. What does dominion mean? It means that when you go everywhere and anywhere, people know that you are representative of God and God loves you and he calls you his friend. So guys, I haven't been here for quite a while and there's new things which have happened. And what's new in your life? But right here, there's something called Faith in 30. Do you know about it? Okay, I'm gonna try it out now. Okay, I've got 30 seconds to tell you about what we've learned today. So in three, two, one, go. Okay, today what we've learned about is Jesus is our friend. And what does it mean that Jesus is our friend? It means that he walks with us every single day. So when you're at school, he's with you. When, he's with, when you're at home, he's with you. When you're doing your homework and you really don't want to do it, he is with you. But also it means that he loves you and he wants the best for you. And he is a great friend to you. And what challenge I have for you this week is how can you be a great friend to somebody else? I'm gonna be a great friend to you. And that was faith in 30 years! Did, did, I, did I do it in 30? Yeah, great. So guys, we have been talking about why God is a great friend to us. So I want to pray for you and you can pray for me. And we're gonna pray like this. Thank you, Father God, that you are my friend. Thank you, Father God, that you speak to me and allow me to be the best version of me. I thank you that you walk with me and I pray that this week will be a great week and we say flying off but it means that we're in for a special time because it's memory verse time and this week we are reading from John 15 verse 15 and it goes a little something like this but now I call you friends because I've made known to you everything I heard from my father that was John 15 verse 15 now remember that all right, guys, I've had so much fun today at Kids Church and I've been so glad to worship God with you. I will be back very soon. But until then, tune into Kids Church next week.
Yes, Mr. Sandring Kids, right here on the Krista Sandring stage. Tick tock, tick tock. Time for today's big story. For the weekend, take some notes. In the town of Bethany, there was a lot of celebrating. But not ever. Excuse me. Uh, pardon me. What's going on? Haven't you heard? A good friend of ours has died. Really? Then why is everyone so happy? Because he has come back to life. That's impossible. That would... <laughs> would be a miracle. I'd sooner believe that my donkey talks. Who is this man? No ordinary man, that's for sure. His name is Jesus, and he's the Son of God. We don't blame you for not believing us. We'd think the same thing if we didn't know Jesus and hadn't seen the miracles ourselves. Oh, <laughs> excuse me. I'm Peter. And I'm Andrew. Come, sit with us. Andrew introduced Jesus to me. I liked him the very first time I met him. Peter told the traveler that a few days after meeting Jesus, they were all invited to a wedding. Even Jesus' mother Mary was there. Halfway through the party, the groom saw that the wine was almost gone. Without wine, there wouldn't be anything to drink, and the party might end early. They have no wine. Is there anything you can do to help? But it's not time to let people know who I am. Okay. Do whatever he tells you to do. Go and fill six empty jars with water. 
Then pour the water for all the wedding guests. I don't believe it. This is the best wine I've ever tasted. Huh? The groom didn't know where the wine came from. But Andrew and Peter knew. It was Jesus' first miracle. Hmm. That could have been some trick, don't you think? No, it definitely wasn't a trick. We saw it with our own eyes. And that was just the beginning of his miracles. Like the time we were about to fish. Peter explained how Jesus was teaching a large group of people about the kingdom of God. Hello again. Please, no pushing. May I join you? Of course. Let's go out into the water. Jesus spoke to the crowd on shore for a little while longer, then said, Peter, sail out into deeper water and let's fish. <laughs> but Jesus, we fished all night and caught nothing. Maybe so, but now put your nets into the water and see what you catch. Anything you say, Jesus. Our nets are about to break! <laughs> We're going to need another boat! <laughs> this is fantastic! We have so many fish, we're going to sink! Peter, Andrew, it's time to stop fishing now. What? Come with me, and I'll teach you how to be fishers of men. So Andrew and Peter quit their jobs. They stopped fishing so they could be with Jesus and learn from him. After that, they met James and John, who also joined Jesus. They became Jesus' closest friends and followed him wherever he went to teach people. We were the first of his followers, his disciples. This is James and John. So the boatload of fish was another miracle. That's well, right. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe Jesus had a knack for fishing. I'm a pretty good fisherman myself, you know. Oh, that was just the beginning. There were so many other miracles. Oh, uh, this is Philip and Thomas. There was the time Jesus was teaching inside a friend's house. James told how the house was packed with people who had come to hear Jesus. We'll never get close enough for him to help our sick friend. Hmm, maybe there's more than one way to get inside.
So remember, with faith, you can do anything. What are they doing? Away. Go away, do you hear? No, wait. Don't you see how hard they work to get their sick friend inside the house? What's going to happen? All of the bad things you have done in your life no longer matter. I forgive you of your sins. What? Jesus can't forgive this man. Everyone knows that only God can forgive someone who is bad. Who does he think he is? When I say I forgive your sins, there's no way of proving that I've really done anything. True, true. But you will see my power if I heal this man's body too. Time to get up and walk home. to God, this really is his son. If Jesus can cure a sick man, then it's true that he can forgive sins too. Look, Jesus has healed me. And then the man and his four friends shouted for joy and sang all the way home. That sounds like a miracle. But maybe the man wasn't really sick and he just tricked Jesus. What's this? Someone who doesn't believe Jesus' miracles? He thinks they're just tricks. A minute ago, you said you were a pretty good fisherman. Once I caught a camel fish this big. But have you ever been able to make a storm go away? <laughs> no one can do that. There was the time when all of us were sailing across a lake. I'm tired and need to rest a little while. Why don't you have more faith 
There's no reason to be frightened when I'm with you. It's a miracle. Even the wind and water obey him. I... I don't know what to say. I hardly believe my ears. If only I could see such miracles with my own eyes. Yes, I have seen the miracles. I've seen them with my eyes. I've seen my friend named Jesus turn water into wine. Seeing is believing. Believe in what I see. When you look within your heart, you'll see what I mean. I can almost see the miracles right before my eyes. He fills the nets of fishermen, turns water into wine. He feeds the hungry, cures the lame, gives sight to the blind. When I look within my heart, miracles come alive. I believe in miracles. I believe in Jesus, I believe in miracles, the power of God is with us. Heaven and earth are not so far apart, when you believe in a miracle, hold it in your heart. I can almost say that miracles happen, I can my doubts far away If only I had seen with my own eyes Sometimes my brother you've got to have faith There is a man in Israel He's doing wondrous things They say he is the Son of God Jesus is his name I believe in I believe in Jesus, I believe in miracles, the power of God is with us. Heaven and earth are not so far apart, when you believe in a miracle, hold it in your heart. I believe in miracles, I believe in Jesus, I believe in miracles, the power of God is with us. The disciples then told about the day when Jesus was stopped by two blind men. Jesus, please, please heal us. Do you really think I can make you see again? Oh, yes. We've heard all about you. You are the true Son of God. We know you can make us see again. Then what you believe can happen, will happen. 
just keep on believing. First, we could only see darkness. Now, we can see... the light of the world. Oh, what a miracle that must have been. Please, don't stop there. The disciples then explained the more people learned about Jesus, the more they hungered for his teachings. Like the day in Galilee, when he spoke to a crowd of 5,000 people, it was a wonderful day. Almost like a big surprise picnic. Can't everyone go home now so they can get something to eat? But Peter, there is so much more I want to tell them. Philip, where can we buy enough food for all these people? It would take eight months of work to pay for all the food for a crowd this size. Jesus, I've found a boy who has five loaves of bread and two fish. The boy gladly gave Jesus his food. After blessing the food, Jesus gave it to his disciples to hand out. It was just a little bit of food but it filled every basket they had and kept filling them. And after everyone had eaten, they collected the leftovers and found that there was enough to still fill every basket. Jesus had performed another miracle, but the day wasn't over yet. Right after the wonderful picnic, Jesus sent his disciples back across the lake. Look, there! What is it? A ghost! Don't be afraid. I'm coming to help you. Jesus, is it all right for me to come out to you? Come ahead, Peter. Oh, my! He's actually I... I can't walk on water. Uh, help me! Jesus, help me! Why did you doubt me, Peter? Oh, look, look! Truly, you are the Son of God. Why did you sink, Peter? Because at that moment, I lost my faith. I didn't totally believe in Jesus or what he was doing, but he showed me how. Greetings, Thaddeus. Oh, for such wonderful things to happen, Jesus must truly be the Son of God. But we haven't told you about one of the greatest miracles of all. 
James told about the time when Jesus heard some very bad news about his friend Lazarus. Lazarus has died. Oh, how sad. We're sorry, Jesus. Don't be, my friends. He's dead, but I'm going to bring him back to life. When I do, it will help you to believe in me. They found Lazarus' sisters waiting in front of the burial tomb. Jesus, I'm sure Lazarus wouldn't have died if you had been there. Martha, anyone who believes in me will live again, even if he has died. Do you believe that? Yes, because I believe you are God's son. Then take away this stone. God, may everyone now see that you have sent me to give life. Lazarus! Come out! Jesus must be the Son of God! Then Peter told the traveler about Jesus' most important, most wonderful miracle. It happened three days after his own death. It was on a Sunday when John and Peter went to where Jesus was buried. But he was gone. Jesus came back to life. He then visited his disciples. They first saw him down by the water. What are we supposed to do now? We should become fishermen again. What else can we do? The sea is completely empty. Yes, we fished all night and we haven't caught a thing. Hello! Have you caught any fish? Not even one! Try again! Throw your net over the right side of the boat. Hey, look! It's Jesus! Quick, let's row to shore! You go ahead, I can't wait! Good morning, Peter. Call to the others. Let's have fish for breakfast. In all, Jesus has been here with us for 40 days now, telling us about the kingdom of God. Oh, how wonderful. I only wish that I... Peter, there you are. Oh, that's good to see you. Good to see you. I give you my blessings. And now it is time for me to return to heaven so I can be with my Father. Now go out into the world and teach everyone you meet about me. Remember, I'll always be with you through the Holy Spirit.
we must leave now, my friend. I and the others are going to Jerusalem to begin our life's work, to tell others like yourself about Jesus. Remember everything that we've told you today and believe in the miracles of Jesus. Auntie here. I am so excited for you that you're listening to Christocentric Kids. You know why? Because it will help you to be that great person God created you to be. Christocentric Kids. Catch them young for Jesus. This is Christocentric Kids right here on the Christocentric Station. Yes, Jesus loves me. Welcome to PH Kids. Short for pure and holy kids. Yes, you are pure. Yes, you are holy. Welcome, mommy. Welcome, daddy. Happy to be back with you. Let's recap what we learned last week. Why does salvation have to come through only Jesus Christ? That was the question we asked and our answer was found in the Bible. Jesus is the way, the truth and the life. No one can go to the Father except through him which is jesus where can we find this in the bible we can find this in john chapter 14 verse 6. today's message is episode 14. wow the question we are going to answer is this how can we get saved our bible verse for today is 
Romans chapter 10, verse 9 and 10. Let's read it. If you declare with your mouth, Jesus is Lord. And if you believe in your heart that God raised Jesus from death, then you will be saved. So we believe with our hearts and we are made right with God. And we declare with our mouth to say that we believe and so we are saved. It's very simple. How to get saved? You have to believe in your hearts that God raised Jesus from the dead. No matter how confusing, how strange, how unbelievable that story sounds. If you believe it in your heart, that is the first step to getting saved. After you believe in your heart, to prove that you believe it in your heart, you are supposed to declare it with your mouth. So last week, we understood in the previous week before that, we've been learning about sin, salvation, Adam and Eve causing us to be separated from God and Jesus being the way. He died on the cross. He's the way for us to return to God. Do you believe this? If you believe this, then you are made right with God. After you have believed this, if you declare it, then if you declare that you believe it, then you are saved. So this is it. We all, even from the baby stage of our lives, have turned away from God. This is how we can personally decide to turn to God. I don't know how old you may be. If you think you understand what it means to return to God and you feel it in your heart that you really want to do it, that is, you really want to return to God, then I want you to write today's date in your notebook. Okay? Write today's date in your notebook. Have you written it? Okay. Now that you have written today's date, I want you to repeat this simple prayer after me. I will say it slowly. I'll leave some time for you to repeat after me. So this is the prayer. Dear God Almighty, my Father, I understand that because of Adam and Eve, I was taken away from you. Today, I understand that I can return by accepting and believing in Jesus. I am ready to do that now. So, I confess that from now, I believe in Jesus. He is my savior and I will always pray in his name. Father, please fill me with your spirit so that I can live for you from now to forever. Amen. Yes. Hello, honey. You are now what we call a born again Christian. So write in your notebook, I am saved. I am born again. In Jesus name. Amen.
mommy or daddy or big sister, grandpa, granddaddy, any adults with you right now, I want to ask you if you need help discipling this child or these children that have said the prayer and have become born again, I recommend that you continue listening to our programs. Also start introducing them to a culture of only gospel music and movies. No more secular music. Create an atmosphere in your house to help your baby grow spiritually. Next week, we would learn how to live as a born-again Christian. You are saved. What next? You are blessed and highly favored. This has been Auntie Mabel with you on PH Kids. Short for Pure and Holy Kids. See you next week. Bye-bye. If you're happy and you know it, clap your hands If you're happy and you know it, then you like and show it If you're happy and you know it, clap your hands If you're happy and you know it, stop your feet If you're happy and you know it, stop your feet If you're happy and you know it, then you like and show it to God with joyful praise. Hip hip hooray for God! Clap your hands, shout, jump up and down because God is awesome! Isaiah 40, 11. Like a good shepherd, he takes care of his people. He gathers them like lambs in his arms. Ah! God cares for us so much he doesn't want to be far away from us. Instead, he snuggles us close like fluffy little sheep. Isaiah 45, 12. I am the one who made the earth and created people to live on it. With my hands, I stretched out the heavens. Just like I used my hands to make really cool castles with building blocks. God used his hands to make the earth and sky and even us. In John 10, 28, Jesus says, I give my sheep eternal life. They will never die, and no one can take them out of my hand. Not even the strongest muscle man or a huge giant could steal us from God's hand. God is still stronger. Psalm 31:15. My future is in your hands. That means that God doesn't only take care of us today, but he also takes care of us tomorrow, and the next day, and the next, and the next, and forever, into infinity. 
Psalm 119, verse 73. With your hands you made me and helped me become who I am. That's right, God made the fastest cheetahs, the biggest mountains, and the brightest stars. God is really good at making things. His hands made all the cool stuff in the world and used those same hands to make us just the way we are. Psalm 139, verse 7. If I go up to the heavens, you are there. If I make my bed in the depths, you are there. If I rise on the wings of the dawn, if I settle on the far side of the sea, even there your hand will guide me, your right hand will hold me fast. That means if I go way into outer space like an astronaut, or deep into the bottom of the ocean like a deep sea diver, I'm never out of God's reach. He's always there protecting me. This is Krista Sandrick, kids, right here on the Krista Sandrick station. Hi, everybody. I'm Rama. I'm Rifwa. We are the Fosun Sisters. Welcome to our segment on Christocentric Kids, starting today with the devotional. Today's devotion is entitled, Wear Your Badge. Patience, determination, and persistence is the badge or symbol of a true believer. When we see a true believer in Jesus Christ, that is a child of God who is growing in their knowledge of Jesus Christ by reading his word. We also see that they are growing in patience, in determination to do the work of God, and in persistence to tell others about what Jesus has done for them. A child of God must always aim higher to increase in their knowledge of Jesus Christ by reading his word always. When you do this, this scripture in Ephesians 3 verse 17 to 19 will be very true in your life. Then Christ will make his home in your heart as you trust in him. Your roots will grow down into God's love and keep you strong. And may you have the power to understand, as all God's people should, how wide, how long, how high, and how deep his love is. May you experience the love of Christ, though it is too great to understand fully. Then you will be made complete with all the fullness of life and power that comes from God. A reforward lesson did you learn today? I learned that as children of God, we must always aim higher to increase in our knowledge. We can grow always if we read the Bible. Irama, what do you also learn? I learned that as a true believer of Christ, patience, determination, and persistence to do God's will should be our symbol. Key verse, Acts 14 verse 22. Acts 14 verse 22. Strengthen the souls of the disciples. Strengthen the souls of the disciples. Exhorting them to continue in the faith. Exhorting them to continue in the faith. And saying, and saying, we must, we must, through many tribulations, through many tribulations, enter the kingdom of God. Enter the kingdom of God. Amen. Amen. Let's pray. Dear God, dear God, help me, help me to patiently, to patiently and with determination, and with determination, aim, aim to know you more, to know you more and more and more through the study of your word, through the study of your word. Amen. Amen. Enjoy this beautiful song. We will be right back.
to Christocentric Kids on the Force and Sisters segment. My name is Zerama and I'm here to share a short moral story with you, which is entitled Surrounded by Gifts. No one listening to Sarah complain would have guessed that every day she was the recipient of more gifts than she could count. When she opened her eyes in the morning, there was always a pile of gifts sitting by her bed. All day long, in fact, she received one gift after another. Yet, strangely enough, Sarah took most of the gifts for granted. The only time she really thought about the gift was when one didn't arrive or when a friend got a gift that seemed better than hers. On one particular afternoon, Sarah was feeling especially blue. A gift she'd been longing to have for a long time still hadn't arrived. She was surrounded by all other gifts that had arrived, yet Sarah wasn't enjoying them. Instead, she was bemoaning the absence of the one gift she longed for. Sarah had good reasons to want the gift too, 
Couldn't she serve the king, the giver of the gifts, much better if she had that gift? Wasn't it a good gift she longed for? Indeed it was. Yet, why then did it not come? Why so downcast, Sarah? The question came from Sarah's sister, Mary. That gift I've been wanting still isn't here, Sarah pouted. Mary paused before replying, weighing her words carefully. Sarah, do you trust the king? The question startled Sarah a little. Of course, she trusted the king. Why the king had rescued her from prison. She'd vowed to serve him with everything within her. Of course, she replied. And did you not tell him your life belonged to him? Sarah nodded, and Mary continued. Then you've no cause to complain about the gift. Sarah knew her sister was right. What a fool she'd been. What did it matter if that gift arrived anyway? If she needed this gift to complete the tax, the king to complete the tax the king had for her, he would send it. If not, then he must have something else for her to do. Either way, though she'd be missing out on the joy of serving the king and giving thanks for the gift she had been given. Sarah gave her sister a hug and scampered out of the room with a light heart again. She was surrounded by gifts and it was time to start living like it. Colossians 3 verse 15 Let the peace of Christ rule in your heart since as members of one body you were called to peace and be thankful. Amen. Can we share a song we learned in church with you? We hope you enjoy it. If you know it, sing along. Erefa, let's go. In Christ alone, my hope is found. He is my light, my strength, my song. This cornerstone, this solid ground, firm through the fiercest drought. And storm, what heights of love, what depths of peace, when fears are stilled, when striving cease, my comforter, my all in all, here in the love of Christ, I stand in Christ alone, would to confess. Fullness of God in hell, plus babe, this gift of love and righteousness, scorned by the ones he came to save, till on that cross, as Jesus died, the wrath of God was satisfied. For every sin on him was laid Here in the death of Christ I lived This is Christocentric Kids right here on the Christocentric stage Welcome back, it's Christocentric Kids And we are catching them young for Jesus Let's settle down for the children's devotion with Auntie Ifwa Be blessed by it Everything I am Everything I'll be, everything I'll be. I give it to you, Lord. I give it to you, Lord. And do it thankfully, thankfully. Every song I sing, 
Every praise I bring, everything I do is a gift to you. Everything I have, everything I have, all you've given me, all you've given me, I give it to you, Lord. I give it to you, Lord, and do it thankfully, thankfully. Every song I sing, every praise I bring. Everything I do is a gift to you. Hello, somebody there. Good morning. Wake up. Let's do our morning devotion together. This is Antifa. Stretch, stretch, and stretch. Stand up and tell me if you love my Jesus. Sit down and tell me if you love my Lord. I want to know, I want to know, if you love my love. Stand, stand up and tell me if you love my Jesus. Sit down and tell me if you love my Lord. I want to know, I want to know, if you love my love. Good, now we are awake. Take your Bible, your notebook. Your pen or pencil, we are ready to study. Close your eyes and let's pray. Our Father, we thank you for this beautiful morning. You have gifted us with life again. We are grateful. We thank you for the good health we have. We pray that, Lord, help us to understand your word and to obey to your glory. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Take your Bible and say with me, This is my Bible. It is the word of God. It is food for my soul. I must read it every day, know it very well, and practice it so that I will grow in the grace and the knowledge of our Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. Well done. We must not forget God's word. That is where his voice is heard. If we listen and obey, we'll be happy every day. Good. We must never forget God's word. If we listen and obey, we'll always be happy. What shall I render to the Lord for all his benefits towards me? We learned about Jephthah. That Jephthah made a rash promise. He was so happy. And of course, what did he want to give to the Lord? He said anything that meets him from his house. After God gives him that grand victory that he he needed so badly. But we all learned that it was a rash promise because he wasn't sure what would meet him. And in fact, what met him also gave him a lot of distress. His only daughter met him and he wasn't happy about that sacrifice. It was a very difficult sacrifice. But remember that God also made a very difficult sacrifice for us, giving us his only son, Jesus Christ, my friends. It wasn't easy. Do you remember before Jesus died, at some point he went to pray and told God that if it is possible, he should let the cup pass by, eh? the cup of suffering, dying on the cross. He knew everything and he knew that was why he came. But when it gets to the cracks of the matter, my friends, it was difficult. Even on the cross, remember, God actually sent darkness to cover because how Jesus was suffering was too much for his father. So giving is not easy on anybody. It was not even easy on God. So you should know that it's a habit we have to form. We have to keep giving and giving until we get used to it. God eventually was happy. He gave that sacrifice for us. But please, it wasn't easy. So it wasn't easy on Jephthah. But he gave that way. So he had to go by it. 
we should not rush to give promises okay we have to be careful what we say in our quest to give we should love to give but make sure what you are giving you have it or it's something you can have to part with good today's lesson our memory verse second corinthians chapter 9 verse 7 is very easy each of you should give what you have decided in your heart to give not reluctantly or under compulsion for god loves a cheerful giver my friends when you recite this oh you will make me happy eh please try and memorize it god loves a cheerful giver eh all the under six years okay learn the last part for god loves a cheerful giver if you are six years plus please everything each of you should give what you have decided in your heart to give not reluctantly or under compulsion for God loves a cheerful giver. 2 Corinthians 9 verse 7. Good. You know, Jesus was going about preaching the word. And at some point, he separated himself. To, he wanted to be alone a little bit. They had come to give him some bad news about John the Baptist being killed. So he wanted to be alone for some time. You know, So he left the people. He even went by boat and went to a very far place. I mean, just to go and be by himself. The people heard where Jesus, because they were following him everywhere. They loved his teachings and they wanted him to heal their sick too. So they still found a way of finding where Jesus was. And they went there. My friends, we should love God. We should seek for Jesus. We should always seek for his word. Okay. They followed him. Even to a far away land that was not near town. And they went there and Jesus saw them. And he didn't sack them. And Jesus loves us so much. Anytime we go to him, he says we should come to him all the time. Especially we children. He said we should allow all the children to come to him. We should not sack them. For the kingdom of God belongs to us. Yay. So when they went, Jesus healed their sick and spoke to them. He taught them a lot of lessons. And it was getting late and the disciples were worried. Hmm. Jesus, it's getting late. People have been eating all day. Please let them go and get something to eat in their neighboring towns. Jesus said, what? You give them something to eat. He said, oh, Jesus, these people, it's a large crowd. Eh? Where are we going to find bread for them? Where are we going to get them food? You know, when somebody comes to your house, you say that I'm waiting. When the person leaves, then I eat. No. Okay. When you have food, offer it. Oh, please, we are about to have dinner. Come and share our dinner. Don't say that we counted the yam. Everybody has two, two, two. If we share, somebody will get one and half, one and half. That won't be enough, so we won't share. Please don't do that. Eh? Always offer your food when your friends come to your house. So Jesus said, find them something to eat. They looked around. There's no food. This is bush. And then he says, look out. You'll find something. And there was this little boy who had lunch. His mother gave him his lunch. And for a little boy, it was only small five uh, loaves of bread, like there's bread rolls in, five of them, and two small fishes for a little boy. Hmm. So they said, Jesus, this is all we found. He says, yes, you found something. Jesus, nothing is too small for Jesus. He says, oh, okay, what did you find? This little boy has five loaves of bread and two fishes, and he's willing to share. But really, my friends, five loaves of bread, weren't you even shy? For 5,000 people. The men only were 5,000. Eh? Like a whole stadium full of people. And you say that I have uh, five small rolls of bread. Not big loaves, so small rolls. It's a little boy's lunch. But he offered it. Our memory verse says, each of you should give willingly. The boy offered it. This is what I have. And Jesus says, bring it. And Bible says, Jesus 
took it, looked up to heaven, and gave thanks to God. He blessed the food. Hey, do we pray over our food when we get it? Oh, we are such we are in such a hurry, we don't pray over it. Please. Don't never forget it. Give thanks over your food all the time, okay? And after eating it, give thanks and say thank you to the person who cooked it as well. It's very good to do that. So Jesus gave thanks and said, give it to them. And Bible says, the disciples started sharing. They keep breaking it. My friends, I wasn't there. I don't know how. But everybody got some of the bread and some of the fish. And they all were so full. It wasn't like peace, peace, peace. They got enough that they ate and they were full. And they were leftovers. And Bible says Jesus doesn't like waste too. Those of us who eat and pour it into the dustbin. Apparently Jesus doesn't like it. He said, collect the leftovers. They collected the leftovers and they were 12 baskets full. Wow! How many bread did we share? Five loaves. How did we get 12 baskets full of bread? Hey! Amazing. You know, it means that God can do anything. Jesus blessed the little that could become many for the 5,000 people to share. What happened? It was because the little boy wasn't shy to share his lunch. So please, let's not be shy to share. No matter how small what we have, we should always share. You know, what are we offering to God, my friends? What do we have? Bible says, God wants our hearts, our little hearts. He says, bring it to him. If you give him all your heart and pray him to come and live in it, that is all the gift he wants from you. I wonder what he is using our little hearts for. But he says that is what he wants. So what can we offer to God for all his benefits, my friends? We can offer our little hearts to him. For him to take over and make it his own. Amen. Close your eyes and let's pray. Father, we thank you so much for our beautiful lesson today. Help us always to remember that, Lord, nothing is too small for you and you can do all things. Help us that our hearts will be willing to give all the time. And Father, we give you all our hearts. Come and live in it and direct us in all our ways. We give you thanks in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Good. Thank you so much for having your Bible devotion with me this morning. I love you all very much. Have a beautiful day. Bye-bye. Everything I am. Everything I have. Everything I'll be. Everything I'll be. I give it to you, Lord. I give it to you, Lord. And do it thankfully, thankfully. Every song I sing, every praise I bring, everything I do is a gift. To you, everything I have, everything I have, all you've given me, all you give me, I give it to you, Lord, I give it to you, Lord, and do it thankfully, thankfully, every song I sing, every praise I bring, everything I do is a gift to you. Hi there, you're enjoying Christocentric Kids on www.christocentric.com. Stay tuned, keep a join.
everyone. Welcome to church. It's so wonderful to be with you today. How have you been? We thank God for keeping each and every one of us alive and well at these times. If you missed any of our services in this series, or you just want to learn more about God and being His child, you can always check on our YouTube page at Elevation NG and search for seats for past lessons on so many different topics. Let us pray. Father, we thank you. Thank you for how you kept us, our family members, our teachers, our friends. Father, we give you all the praise. Take all our thanksgiving in Jesus' name. Father, we pray and commit today into your hands. Teach us new things from your word and let your name alone be glorified. In Jesus' name, amen. Hello friends, how are you doing today? Are you ready to praise God with your dancing and singing? If you are, can you give the Lord a big shout of hallelujah? Alright, so join me as we both shake our bodies for Jesus. Come on, come on, hey! Sit 
the miracles of Jesus. We learned that a miracle is something that is impossible to do without God's power. We learned about the different kinds of miracles that Jesus performed. And Jesus did so many miracles while he was here on earth to show us how powerful God is. Jesus did these miracles through his power so that many would see them, believe and follow Jesus. The miracles help our understanding of how powerful God, our Father, is. We saw how Jesus performed his very first miracle at a wedding in Cana in Galilee, where he turned water to the tastiest wine that people had ever had. We saw how Jesus healed different people with different sicknesses. He healed the lepers, the blind, the lame began to walk. Jesus showed that he did not only have power to heal, but he brought back the dead to life. He raised his friend Lazarus, who had been dead four days. Jesus went to the grave where Lazarus was buried and he brought him back to life. He raised Jairus' daughter from the dead. And Jesus himself, rose from the dead after being nailed to the cross. Jesus rose up by the power of the Holy Spirit, the same power with which he performed all those miracles. We saw how Jesus fed 4,000 people with seven loaves of bread and a few fish, and they had seven baskets of leftover. Jesus calmed the storm, walked on water, cast out demons, and healed a man with unclean spirit. He paid taxes with money from the belly of a fish and so much more. Jesus cared for people. He performed all these miracles by the power of God. He always said that these miracles were to bring glory to God and to show all men that the God we serve is one true God. A lot of people came to believe that Jesus is truly the Son of God and the Messiah that God promised a long time ago. This month is all about the We Believe series. We will be learning about some of the awesome things we believe. Knowing more about what we believe helps us know more about God and it helps us have a really awesome relationship with Him. And what's really cool is there is one sentence in the whole Bible that tells us some pretty amazing things about God. So today, we're going to use the one sentence to talk about two things that are true about God. That verse is in the Bible and also happens to be our memory verse for the month. 
Let's all read the verse together. Our verse for this month is John 3, 16, and it says, For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, that whoever believes in him shall not perish, but have everlasting life. You're going to say that after me. John 3, 16. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whoever believes in him shall not perish but have everlasting life. What this means is that God loved the world, you, me, our parents, our brothers, our sisters, everyone in our church, everyone in the whole world. God showed this awesome love to all of us in this world by giving his one and only unique son. Do you know who that son is? You are absolutely right. That is Jesus. Jesus is God's son. God gave Jesus to the whole world as a gift so that everyone who believes in Jesus will not be lost but have everlasting life. To tell you what God did and how we know that we can believe God loves us, I am going to show you something. This dirty water is like us. Well, not the outside of us, because you all look very pretty today. This dirty water is like us on the inside. Here is why. Something is true about you and me. We're not perfect. You and I don't do everything right at all. We all do or say wrong things. We've all said words that have hurt others. We've been mean or disrespectful. And that makes us all kind of yucky and dirty on the inside. And this yuck on the inside is called sin. Sin is disobedience to God. The terrible thing is we are all going to do things that are wrong. See? This is you. No matter how hard we try, unfortunately, we all sin. See, when we sin, this is what happens. We get stained. And so, just look at me. When you disobey, this is what happens. Sin comes into you and stains. When you lie, that's sin. When you cheat, that's sin. Whenever you say something that does not belong to you, that is sin. Whenever you're mean to someone, that is sin. Whenever you do something your parents tell you not to do, 
which is disobedience, that is sin. Whenever you do something that God tells us not to do, that is sin. So, we all sin. Do you know how sin came into the world? Let me tell you how. You can find this in the book of Genesis, chapters 1 to 3. In the beginning, God created the sun, the stars, day and night, sky, land, sea, plants, animals. And then he created Adam and Eve. God planted a beautiful garden and put Adam in it to take care of it. God had told Adam, you may eat of the fruit of any tree in the garden, but you must not eat the fruit from the tree which gives knowledge of good and evil. If you ever eat that fruit from that tree, you will die. Now, the snake was one of the animals that God created. It was the cleverest. One day, the snake spoke to the woman, Eve. He said, Did God really tell you not to eat from the fruit of any tree of the garden? Eve answered the snake, We may eat of the fruit of the trees in the garden, but God told us not to eat from the tree that is in the middle of the garden. You must not even touch it or you will die was the instruction God gave us. But the snake said to the woman, you will not die. God knows that if you eat the fruit from that tree, you will learn about good and evil. Then you will be like God. The woman saw that the tree was beautiful. She saw that the fruit was good to eat, that it will make her wise. So, she took some of the fruits and ate it. She also gave some of the fruits to her husband who was with her and he ate it. Then it was as if the man and the woman's eyes were opened. They suddenly realized they were naked. So they sewed fig leaves together and made something to cover themselves up. Then they heard the Lord God walking in the garden. This was during the cool part of the day. And the man and his wife hid from the Lord among the trees in the garden. But the Lord called to the man. The Lord said, Adam, where are you? And the man answered, I heard you walking in the garden and I was afraid because I was naked. So I hid. God said to the man, Who told you that you were naked? Did you eat from that tree? I commanded you not to eat from that tree. The man said, You gave me this woman. She gave me the fruit from the tree. So I ate it. Then the Lord God said to the woman, What have you done? And she answered, the snake tricked me, so I ate the fruit. That, boys and girls, 
is how sin came into this world. Adam and Eve disobeyed God. They did what God told them not to do. And here's the deal about sin. There is no way we can get it clean by ourselves. We can't make it all right by ourselves. We can't fix all that mess by ourselves. It means that we have a big problem. We all have a sin problem. And here is why it's such a big problem. You see, God, the one who loves us perfectly, no matter what, has never sinned. God is perfect and has never done anything wrong. There isn't even a tiny dot of sin in him at all. And because God is perfect and we earned, sin keeps us from having a good relationship with God, which is not good because God loves us and he wants to have a relationship with us. So even though we have a sin problem, God, because he loves us, had a plan to take away the sins. In fact, God always had a plan to take care of our sin. Everyone's sin. And that plan was Jesus. We can know that God loves because God gave. God loves because he gave. For God so loved the world that he gave his one and only son, Jesus, to fix our problem. Jesus came to the earth, grew up, and told everyone how much God loved them. He didn't just tell them, he showed them how much God loves people. Jesus healed people to show them how much God loves them. He fed people who were hungry and he helped anyone who needed it. Jesus even forgave people their sins. He showed everyone that he could make all wrong things right. He showed people that he could make us clean on the inside. Pretty soon, people began to follow Jesus so they could learn more about how much God loved them. But not everyone liked Jesus. One day, Jesus was accused of bad stuff that he didn't do. Jesus never sinned. He never did anything wrong. But the crowd of angry people wanted to punish him for nothing. And the guy in charge, Pontius Pilate, didn't want the people to be mad at him. So he gave Jesus over to the angry people to do whatever they wanted. Now, what happened next? Jesus could have stopped it. But you know what happened next was God's plan because there was only one way to fix our sin problem. You see, there had to be a punishment for sin. And because God loved us, he wanted to take the punishment for our sins. Yeah. So, 
Jesus, who was perfect, was going to die to take the punishment for our sins. Remember, God loved us so much that he gave us Jesus. Jesus allowed those angry people to nail him to a cross and he died. His family and friends were so sad. But they took Jesus down from the cross and they put him in a cave. They rolled a huge stone over the entrance of the cave so that no one could get in or out. But three days later, Jesus came back to life. You know what? Jesus died on the cross for us and he came back to life. When he did that, God made it possible for our sins to be forgiven. One punishment for all the people forever, God forgave you and he forgave me. Can you see? When you poured Jesus into you, all your sins vanishes, it clears, because Jesus has the power over sin and to clear away the yuckiness of sin from inside of you. So, no matter how much sin, you know, comes into you, you see, because Jesus is in you, you are cleansed from every impurity. Now, no matter how hard we try, we can't be perfect. We will still disobey and yell at our baby sister or maybe even talk bad about our friends. But even if we do those things, we are still forgiven because God loved us so much that he gave us Jesus. And this is one awesome thing we believe. We believe that God loved us so much that he gave us Jesus. He gave us Jesus to take care of our sin problem. These are two very important things that you can know are true about God. God loved and God gave. God loved and God gave. I am so glad that God loved me and he gave Jesus so that I could be forgiven. And I know God loves each and every one of you exactly the way you are. God is perfect. He never makes mistakes. So you and you and you and every one of you is loved by God no matter what. God made you. He loves you with a never-ending, unstoppable, forever love. Dear God, thank you for loving us enough to send your son Jesus to fix our sin problem so that we can have a relationship with you forever. We ask that you forgive all our sins. Forgive us for everything we have done wrong. Thank you, our ever-loving Father, 
In Jesus' name we have prayed. Amen. As children of God, we believe that God loves us so much that he gave his only son, Jesus. We believe that Jesus is the son of God. We believe that Jesus died and rose from death on the third day. We believe in the blood of Jesus for the forgiveness of our sins. These two words, God loved, are really important. These two words, God loved, changed the whole world. God loved tells us what God thinks of us. And God loved tells you what God thinks of you. You are God's most favorite creation. God loves you all the time, no matter what. God loves when you do all the right things. And he also loves you when you do things that are wrong. God loves you when you get upset, when you're happy, and when you're lonely. God's love for us is the very best thing we believe. We know God loves us because of an amazing thing God did for us. He did it for you and he did for me. Today, we learned that God loves us so much that he gave us Jesus. I am so excited. And I challenge you to tell all your friends and family that God loves us so much that he gave us Jesus. See you next time. Here's a pop quiz for this week. What is sin? Answer. Sin is disobedience to God. How did God solve our sin problem? Answer. He sent Jesus to die for our sins. God loved only the Americans, so he gave them Jesus. True or false? Answer. False. Because God loved the whole world. Finish this sentence. God loved us so much that. Answer. God loved us so much that he gave us Jesus. When God created Adam, where did he put him? Answer, in the Garden of Eden. How did sin come into the world? Answer, Adam and Eve disobeyed God. Do you know anyone who has never sinned? 
answer. Yes, I do. God has never sinned. The Holy Tales Freckles, Dumbo, come out, come out, it's story time! Yes, yes, let's go! I cannot wait to hear a new parable! Holy, holy, it's time for you to tell us a story! Hello, children! Yes, and today I am going to tell you the story of the Good Samaritan. The Good Samaritan? Who is a Good Samaritan? We'll get to know about that as we hear the story. Okay! One day, a man came up to Jesus while he was teaching. The man asked Jesus, Lord, what must I do to live forever? My son, the Old Testament law says, Love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul and with all your strength and with all your mind and love your neighbor as yourself. And this, my son, is the only way to live forever. The man looked confused. He asked, My Lord, what does loving your neighbor mean? Do I have to love all my neighbors equally or just the ones that live close by? Jesus told the man a story about the Good Samaritan to help explain to the man the true meaning of loving your neighbors. One day, a man was traveling alone from Jerusalem to Jericho. While he was on his way, some robbers attacked him. They beat him up and took away everything that he had, even his clothes. The man was left all alone on the road, hurt and robbed. He waited and waited for someone to come by and help him. Soon, a priest was walking by the same road. He saw the man lying on the ground in pain. He looked at him, but did not help him. He continued with his journey. Soon enough, a Levite was crossing the same road where the man lay on the ground. Who is a Levite holy? A Levite is a man who knew all of God's laws. They were good Jews. Oh! The man lay on the ground and asked for help from the Levite. But the Levite did not help him. He ignored him and went on his way. Finally, a man from Samaria came along that road. The Jews never liked the Samaritans because they thought them to be selfish. The Samaritans saw the man in pain and immediately stopped to help him. He took out his wine and oil from his bag and put it on his wounds. 
Then he lifted the man and took him to a nearby inn. There, he took care of the man all night to make sure he was going to be all right. The next morning, the Samaritan had to leave for his own journey. He wanted to make sure that the injured man was taken care of, so he gave the innkeeper some money. He gave the innkeeper enough money so that the injured man could stay for the next two months. He even told the innkeeper that he would come back and pay him more money if the man was still sick. So children, tell me, which one of these men do you think was a true neighbor to the hurt and robbed man? The priest? The Levite? Or the Samaritan? The Samaritan! He was the true neighbor. He helped the man in distress. Yes! This is exactly what Jesus wanted to explain. No matter who it is, you should always help those who need your help. The Holy Tales Hey kids! Auntie Essie here. I am so excited for you that you're listening to Christocentric Kids. You know why? Because it will help you to be that great person God created you to be. Christocentric Kids. Catch them young for Jesus. This is Christocentric Kids right here on the Christocentric stage. This is all we have for you today. Hope you are blessed. Alright, thank you and catch you next week. From the Forces Sisters. Keep listening to Christocentric Station. Catch you same time next week. Bye! Hold on, in fact, it's time to dance out of here. One, two, three, let's go! Ha! This song is for every child of God. <laughs> so if you know you are a child of God, oh yeah, oh yeah, oh yeah, oh yeah, oh yeah, oh yeah, make you dance now, oh yeah, it's okay, it's okay now.
Yes, I'm wasting your life too. Not by going up a mic like a juke. But I know man will praise his name. But by his blood, yes, we overcame. I never, never, never ever stop to pray. We give ourselves to you. Do.